Hello, and welcome to Drunken Science. Hello. Hello, indeed. What's this Drunken uh, Science on then, Gav? This week we are talking about the moon. The moon. The big shiny thing in the sky. Not the sun. Alright. The other one. Yes, as we all know, at night, the moon is the brightest object in the sky. Not necessarily, but we'll, we'll cross with it. Alright, generally, <laughs> it is. Not when it's a new moon and there is no light shining from it. It's a new moon on Monday. Is it? I haven't had a look at the... No, uh, according from Duran Duran's Alright. <laughs> anyway, it's about 240,000 miles away. And it's about 2,160 miles in diameter. What's the distance between the moon and Mars, roughly? I don't know. It's 40 million miles. Next. I told you last week in drunken time travel. Okay, okay. Yeah, the moon's about 27% of the diameter of Earth, and it has about 1.2% of the Earth's mass. So it's very light compared to the Earth. Yes. This is what I understand. You see, it's like a little ball of fluff. (laughs) (laughs) Temperatures on the moon can range from 130 degrees Celsius in sunlight down to minus 180 degrees in the shade. So it can get quite cold. And quite warm. Many ancient cultures have revered it and represented by gods and goddesses, uh, including the Romans who have called it Luna. Uh, back in the time of Aristotle, he believed the moon to be a perfect sphere, which was generally accepted at the time. Uh, but then uh, Galileo came along with his fancy equipment and mathematics. He saw craters of mountains, he calculated their height using shadows. And you know he didn't even invent the telescope. Yeah. But there we go, science spoiling things since Galileo. Oh, way before that. Yes, we have but <laughs> Around 1970, uh, we made six separate trips uh, to the moon, in which 12 American astronauts explored the surface and brought back samples, about 382 kilograms worth of rocks and dust. So was this just really a, a really expensive cleaning operation? Hey, the moon's looking a bit dusty these days. Let's get up there and tidy up a bit. When you look at them... Should have just put a carpet up there and then we can sweep everything underneath. It'll make it a bit dull then. Well, it depends what pattern you've got in the carpet. Mm. Well, if you just permanently carpet, sort of like a crescent shape on the moon, it can be just a permanent moon shape. Permanent moon. So when you look at the moon, you can generally see several dark patches, which is uh, what we call the maria, or seas, and they cover about 15% of the moon's surface. The remainder is a rough, mountainous, heavily created surface. There is also volcanoes and uh, old lava flows that shows that it was volcanically active at some point, but no longer is. Imagine if uh, we could see volcanoes from Mars. Just uh, a little bit of lava, a tear coming from Moon's eye every now and again. It'll make for a nice sight, I think. Anyway, because there's no living matter on the Moon, apart from uh, the Ice Warriors, obviously, uh, there's no soil. Instead, the uh, dust is a fine rock powder and volcanic glass particles. The Maori sections are mainly made of rocks derived from cold lava when, uh, or basalt. When, uh, when were the Ice Warriors on the Moon? 
I can't remember what star is. There's one coming up. They're on the moon then, aren't they? The uh, Seeds of Death? Is that the moon? No, they're not on the moon then, are they? No. They come from Mars, but... I... Yeah. Oh, well, they might not have been on the moon. I thought they were at some point. I am probably wrong about that. Okay. Just... Hey, this is me we're talking about. Hey. I don't know about Doctor I just do a podcast on it. <laughs> you've, got, you've got to get a uh, st- sticker, yeah. a uh, badge with that. <laughs> Business card, that's what I meant to say. So anyway, apart from my wrongness of Doctor Who. So anyway, the, uh, the Earth in its early days was spinning on its axis uh, possibly up to about two hours per full rotation back in the early days. Uh, the moon has been gradually slowing the Earth down since then for about 4.5 billion years, and it's still continuing to do so today, which is mainly due to tidal drag. Tidal drag? Yes. Just wanted to say. Yeah, it, it's not the tide dressing up or anything. Uh, yeah, the moon's gravity tugs on the Earth and pulls it into a short sort of oval shape, most noticeably seen by the tides. And because the Earth is spinning faster than the Moon, this sends the tidal bulge ahead of the Moon. The Moon then tugs the tidal bulge back and essentially takes energy from the Earth, which slows the Earth down. The other side of this is that the Moon is gaining energy from the Earth and is using it to move further and further away. But not that much. About about the uh, same speed as your fingernails. Fingernails, yeah. Yeah, we can tell this because uh, mirrors left on the surface of the moon by the Apollo 11 crew back when we did things like go to the moon. Uh, we then fire lasers at these uh, mirrors and we can measure exactly how far away it is. And it's been getting further and further away all the time. And as Gav says, uh, 0.1 millimetres per day it is uh, getting away, which is the same length uh, as your fingernails go. So the origin of the moon... Moon year one. There's, a, there's been a few theories about how the moon came to be, uh, none of them being conclusive as of yet. One of the most favoured ones over the last 25 years or so is that a Mars-sized object hit Proto-Earth and the resulting debris coalesced to form the moon. Uh, other theories uh, that are being popular are that the Earth was spinning so fast that any sort of minor collisions uh, and it just shed mass into the surrounding area that coalesced to form the moon. Or there was a hit-and-run glancing blow from another object which created a sort of mass that formed the moon. Or that the moon formed in whatever way, and the the dust layer that was surrounding the Earth and the Moon coated both the Moon and the Earth, uh, which is why the Moon now appears to consist of the same things as the Earth, because they both got coated in the same things from that dust layer. There's, uh, there's problems with the uh, most accepted big splat Mars-type object colliding point of view, though. Computer modelling predicts that uh, any types of collisions that would do this predict the moon would be mainly made out of the object that struck the Earth. But geological samples taken from the moon show that it is isotopically identical to Earth. 
with no traces of this Mars-sized object to be seen. Where did it go? Mars. It went to Mars. Yeah. The Mars-sized object went to Mars. Yeah. Where did Mars go? It is the Mars-sized object. It's like Snooker. It came, hit Earth, rebounded and went to Mars. Yeah. To where Mars is then. It's a good theory. For NASA. I haven't got them. They, they changed their numbers since I last spoke to them. Or did the buy? They wouldn't do a thing like that. They thought me and them were, were, were mates. That's what I keep saying. But anyway, uh, the using the latest computer modelling techniques, about a year ago, this uh, big splat theory was updated, namely to one of the two following options that another planet about the same size as Earth collided with and obliterated both Earth and the incoming object. The Earth and Moon then formed from the resulting debris. Don't like that one. I don't like that one. Or a Mars-sized object, or smaller, smashed into an Earth that was uh, rotating quite fast. Uh, it was a glancing blow, which ejected material, and uh, the ejected material formed of the own, and it slowed and altered the Earth's rotation into uh, what we know now. Both models fit with evidence that we have so far, and uh, as I say, I think I prefer the glancing blow on myself. Does that get a drunken time travel approved sticker? That, that gets uh, the the glancing blow model gets a drunken time travel approved sticker. Yes, we can use these stickers for everything. So anyway, in a first, we have a, a few questions for Drunken Science History. Whatever. Well, Kim is asking, why is it so dang pretty? I assume she's talking about the moon. Yes. Because we like shiny things. Okay. And, and, it's so big, m- and it's shiny. So Kim is a magpie, is that what you're saying? Yeah. We are all magpies. We all like shiny things. Who doesn't like shiny things? Firefly fans. They hate shiny things. Uh, Sabrina asked, did you finally remove that spaceship from its eye? Did I? Did you? Yeah, yes, I did, yes. Did it get a, did it get a bitchin' eye patch? What's she talking about there? What movie is it? I don't know what the movie's called. I don't know what any movies are called. And would you eat the moon if it was made out of ribs? I would definitely eat it if it was made out of ribs. Why? Why do they think it's made out of cheese? Why do people think the moon is made out of cheese? Because people are idiots. Uh, yes, you would. And uh, Kim asks, please explain the connection between the full moon and the shape changing of the common werewolf. Well, quite simply, the common werewolf, like all of us, likes shiny things. Okay. <laughs> and since it is the shiniest thing that you can look at without eyes, it comes out what during the full moon to look at the big shiny thing. What, uh, Dave asked, what would the Earth be like if we didn't have a moon? Well, it would be a fucking mess to start with. Name three things that would be different. Well, the actual tilt of the Earth would be wildly erratic. So it would be doubtful that life as we know it would have started. So it would just be a barren mess of shit. There would no doubt probably be life. There would be some sea life. And things like that, but I think, but I reckon uh, that life on land would be far too erratic due to the uh, actual tilt to uh, 
to have any sort of land life get off ground, as it were. Of course, there's uh, the whole thing that there wouldn't be any lunatides, but there would still be uh, solar tides. Yes. And possibly tides from Jupiter as well, because uh, that's got some uh, fair talk to it. Um, but they would not be as prominent as the uh, lunar tides were. But there would still be tides. You have another question? Yes, we do. It would be, uh, what is your favourite song that has the word moon in it? What, what, and who's that from? Uh, that would be from uh, Robbie's Beef. And what is your favourite song that has the word moon in it? Uh, that would be Moon and Moon. And who sings about full ashes? Ah, not Moon River then. No, not Moon River. What about Moon Raker? No. What about Shine On Harvey Moon? No. What about what about the Moon Knight song? <laughs> if they had one, it would probably be my favourite, but I don't know it. I don't know it either. Do you have a favourite? <sighs> moon. <laughs> Brilliant choice. <laughs> moon River, probably. Excellent. Also, the word moon is a stupid word. What word do you prefer? What word do I prefer to moon? Yeah. Drunk. Junk. Look at the drunk in the sky. Soupy twist. Soupy twist. <laughs>